Hello and welcome back to the Real Madrid podcast. The day after being humbled by Barcelona at what one headline writer called Camp Bernabeu. The mood isn't really one of anger across the medias, especially in Madrid, as certainly in the first half they gave all that they could muster. Instead, there's this feeling of part resignation and part fear that within days Barcelona will be back again to inflict more pain and humiliation. Prior to kickoff, I don't know how many of you saw this, but uh, just to show that he digested some of the criticisms of late, Gareth Bale, despite knowing as well that he was only going to be on the subs bench, uploaded a photograph of him and Lucas doing a high five with, in Spanish as well, the headline team, Union Hala Madrid. Now, VAR, again, a big talking point today. Should Semedo's tackle on Vinicius have been a penalty kick? The general view was one of real incredulity that it wasn't actually given. Vinicius stays on trend as well due to the catalogue of chances that he missed in the first half before fading away in the second. It was still agreed, though, that he was still far and away Madrid's most dangerous player. And the overall media view on the team as a whole, Regulon, the best Real Madrid player on the night. Vinicius could have been being celebrated, the game-changer for Real Madrid and for winning the game, but again... Plenty of reminders about how much more he still has to learn. At the other end of the scale, Cruz, another very poor game, had little influence. Benzema, too, did very little. And Carvajal, well, he had a night to forget. There was also this realisation as well that they missed out on an opportunity to take advantage of a Barcelona team, which included Leo Messi, who was looking considerably below par. The counter to that, though, was Dembele, who took up most of the slack from the underperformance from Messi on the night. What about Solari's view then? Well, he said after the game, we have not been decisive enough. We have fallen, though, with honour. We are sad, though. This is a very hard blow, but we have to rise quickly. I congratulate our opponents today. They have been very strong. We put in a lot of effort and we have, again, given everything that we had. On Vinicius, he said he will improve with time, with maturity and with training. Above all, with training. Players improve by training and playing games. For some, though, they appear to have already made an early call on Vinicius and his potential, labelling him the new Robinho, which does rather seem to be a little harsh. Now, Casemiro also spoke. He said, we worked hard, we fought hard, we created many chances, but if you don't take them, it proves to be costly. And so it was on the night. On Vinicius, he said, we can't only talk about him. It is unfair. He's daring, he's courageous, he's not afraid of anything or anybody. The level he plays at for an 18-year-old is spectacular. On the penalty, he said, yes, it was clear. I didn't protest. Suarez was simply smarter than me. And on Ronaldo's name, which inevitably came up on the night, he said, we can't talk about him now. A week ago, he said, Benzema was the best number nine in the world. And for some, the night was even worse. While Benzema was actually playing in the Classico, his house was being burgled. Now, the opposition view on facing Vinicius was interesting too. It came from Jordi Alba. He said he's a great player who at just 18 is playing very well. He's creating a lot. It's not very easy at a great club like Real Madrid to succeed like this at such a young age. Plenty more views coming along thick and fast in the hours that followed. Jorge Valdano offered a Vinicius view. He said, we had similar with Raul when he began. Vinicius will improve. He does need to stop and look up. The difference 
difference, though, between the teams is easy to see. Madrid were characterised not long ago by Ronaldo, who scored goals with ease. And, of course, they no longer have him. Barcelona still have this class with the players that they have. Madrid no longer has it. And that is the big problem. And he concluded by saying in the final few metres before the goal, responsibility of Madrid is in the hands of a very good child. Well, the one who didn't hold back was Bent Schuster. He said in terms of quality, some Madrid players have lost an awful lot in recent seasons and they lost the best goal scorer in their history. In midfield, now nobody commands either. Modric runs, but he doesn't supply key passes last night. And Tony Cruz, well, he plays, he said, like a diesel tractor at the moment. Not a diesel Audi. He trots and he does nothing. It leaves Vinicius and Benzema with no service whatsoever. On Vinicius, he said, he's very young. We know that, but he has to learn. He's making errors in the final play. He does everything right up until then. On Varane, he said, he is a shadow of the player that he used to be. Today, his positioning was very poor. Carvajal the same. And whilst everybody else generally agreed that Reguilon had a very good game, Schuster disagreed on that as well. Moving on to other matters, Sergio Ramos, whose contract expires in 2020, has been discussing an extension of his current deal. However, he's left the club feeling somewhat shocked at his demands. He's looking, it's said, to become the club's best paid player on around 18 million euros per season. The club are willing to extend his contract, but at nowhere near what he's looking for. And how are the negotiations going on with uh, Marcelo and Isco and Juventus? Well, not great. Juventus' proposal for Marcelo sits at around 30 million with another 10 million in add-ons. And Isco, who Perez values at around 100 million, well, Juve seem to value him at no more than 60. So there is considerable ground still to be made up. Now, Bundesliga is proving to be a popular hunting ground for exciting new talent. Real Madrid have their scouts keeping eyes on a number of young players, including, of course, we know about Jadon Sancho, uh, but also staying with Dortmund's 19-year-old Dan Axel Zagado, who was signed from PSG last year and is playing as a central defender with a lot more frequency this year. He's made 22 first-team appearances now. He scored in the 3-2 victory of a in the weekend just gone by. And another 19-year-old, uh, Kai Havertz, is also being watched. He's at Leverkusen, where he's had a really impressive season. Nine goals in 23 games. And don't forget as well, he's also picked up his first senior caps with Germany's national team. The only stumbling block here, though, is that Bayern Munich are also in talks. Now, this summer looks like it will see Madrid and Barcelona going head-to-head to sign a number of players. The latest to add to that list is the 22-year-old Argentinian midfielder owned by PSG but on loan at Real Betis, Giovanni Lo Celso. Now, Betis have the option to buy a 25 million euro with three already been being paid, but they may elect to just buy and sell on for a big profit. Could be an interesting one to watch that. Now, Renato Corsi, Ezequiel Palacios' agent, has been discussing his client and his injury. He said River Plate decided not to operate on the fibula injury that he had. Madrid had absolutely no influence over that decision whatsoever. On his future, he said, I have faith that in June he will go to Madrid. 
Now, never a day goes by, it seems, without James Rodriguez appearing in the columns somewhere or other. He really ought to have his own uh, daily column. He's quoted so much. Uh, this day, he was talking about Zinedine Zidane. He said, there was never a problem for me with Zidane. He was a really good guy. Uh, and from one who hopes to return to one that will. Martin Odegaard, whose return to Madrid this summer is assured, is continuing to impress in his season loan at Vitesse. Seven goals and four assists for the Arnhem-based club. And if you didn't see it, this weekend saw him execute a 35-yard-plus direct free-kick goal. He said, I saw the keeper was poorly positioned. I'd been monitoring it through the game, he said, and I just waited for the right time to take full advantage. It's going to be interesting to see, isn't it? when he comes back, how Madrid actually accommodate Odegaard in the squad for next season. Remember, he's still just 20 years of age. It seems we've been talking about him and his potential for, what, three, four summers at least now. Let's just hope that if he does come back, that he just doesn't end up drifting off into obscurity. Tony Cruz has been talking about Lopetegui's time in charge. He said it was really unfortunate for him. He had a lot of players at the World Cup and arrived back late and very tired. He did a great job in the time he was there, but he had absolutely no luck. And if you have poor results as well, it puts big pressure on you. How does he sum up his time playing alongside Luka Modric? Well, he said, I have great fun playing alongside Luca. Uh, we pair very well indeed. We've been together now for a while, so the understanding is great. But Casemiro as well is also important. The mix of the three of us, I think, is excellent. And finally, we'll finish with some interesting comments from John Toshak on the Gareth Bale situation of late. He said, it must be said, if you go to a club like Real Madrid, or with all due respect, if you go to Malaga or Oviedo, then you have have the obligation to at least try to learn the language. It was really hard for me. I never had Spanish or Portuguese uh, classes. I don't speak the best, but people at least understand me. Bale could have tried harder and talked more of the language of the country where he makes his living. On that goal incident of the weekend, he said, listen, nobody likes to be on the bench. He should hide his anger from his teammates out of respect. The gesture after the goal was simply ugly. And that is just about it for today. Don't forget, you can catch up with all of the season's news so far, all the season's podcasts by going to the website at realmadridpodcast.com. Or you can go to iTunes, Spotify or Stitcher as well amongst the other platforms to follow us there. We will be back next Monday. Hopefully we'll have a different story to tell then. In the meantime, enjoy the weekend and the match. Until next time, from me, Tim Cable, bye-bye.